0: Welcome to Self-Care Hacks, the short podcast for overwhelmed and stressed-out women who want to learn how to take better care of themselves. I'm your host, Anita Ojeda. I used to suffer from overwhelm and stress, too, but I've learned how to take care of myself and take care of others. You can, too. You're probably expecting an interview with William Daniel a middle school author of a joke book. But due to unforeseen circumstances, he won't be on the show this week. But he will be on the show next week, so make sure you stop in again next week to get some self-care hacks about the benefits of laughter from a middle school kid. Today, I have another episode to help celebrate National Family Caregivers Month. I know the month is technically over, but it never hurts to get the word out there that the holidays can be an especially difficult time for those who are caregivers so I'll start with a story. Guess what we did today? Sarah's voice bubbled with excitement. Tell me, I answered, holding the phone close to my ear to block out the sounds of the nurses taking Pedro's vitals. We went on our Christmas tree hunt. No way, I enthused. You didn't cut down a tree in the backyard, did you? Silly, Mommy, Sarah laughed. Of course not. Mormor and Poppy took us. How cool is that? And guess what else? You had to chop down the tree by yourself? I think the axe weighs more than you do. No, Poppy chopped the big tree down, she said. But I got to cut one down, too. My very own tree for my bedroom. No way. I could hear Laura's voice in the background. Tell her I cut one, too. It sounds like you had a wonderful day. I struggled to keep the wistfulness out of my voice. We'd had a family tree hunting tradition since the girls could walk. Each year, we'd purchase a forest service permit and went on search of adventure the first weekend in December. Invariably, we got stuck in the snow at least once, Pedro's favorite part of the adventure. We also had hot chocolate, Laura's favorite part, sledding, Sarah's favorite part, and laughter mixed with pine trees, my favorite part. But the year this story took place, my parents had stepped in to carry on the family tradition, I swallowed down my emotions, a mix of nostalgia and gratefulness, and asked, Did Mormor remember the hot chocolate? She did, Sarah assured me, and we had lefse, too. What a feast, I said. The smells and sounds of Christmas tree hunts passed, swirling around me, blocking out the antiseptic hospital smells. When will you get home? Her voice sounded far away and sad. Soon, I hope. I breathed out a silent sigh. It's taking the doctors a long time to get all the stem cells they need. I heard a little sigh on the other end of the phone. The minute they tell us they have enough stem cells, I'll buy plane tickets home. I injected my voice with enthusiasm and hope. And then we can decorate the Christmas tree, she squealed. And put out the presents, Laura's big sister voice reminded. Absolutely, the presents, I said. Presents, there might not be many of those this year. A blizzard of 50-page hospital bills had started arriving at a pace we couldn't keep up with. Even with top-of-the-light insurance through my employer, we could barely pay for all the expenses of fighting cancer. I forced the maudlin thoughts from my mind and finished chatting with our girls. No need to dwell on the impossible. I needed to keep hope alive. Every time I heard, It's the most wonderful time of the year, through speakers at the mall or in a store, my heart sank and a vice of dread squeezed the air out of my lungs. How would I ever keep Christmas wonderful with our little families separated by distance and illness the weeks leading up to the day? No baking cookies for the neighbors, no baking cookies for the neighbors, and Christmas shopping and craft-making for homemade gifts? Impossible. I couldn't relate to anything in the song. If Pedro could only produce enough stem cells, we'd have a wonder for sure. And having the four of us home together on Christmas, would be beyond wonderful. If you've ever cared for a family member through the holidays, maybe you can relate. Maybe you've mourned Christmases past and worried about Christmases present. Perhaps you've felt your stress burying you beneath blizzards of what ifs and if onlys. You have permission to kick guilt in the gut and scale down on your and everyone else's expectations. So I have three hacks for everyone who's a caregiver at Christmas time. Hack number one. Have an honest conversation with your family about expectations. Let everyone in the family choose one easy tradition or small activity to participate in. Depending on the age of the family member, allow each person as much autonomy and responsibility as possible. If Danny wants to make Christmas cookies, let him choose the recipe, find an adult or older sibling to help out, and orchestrate the event. No one has to keep up with someone from a magazine by making perfect Christmas cookies. Hack number two. Focused on the most important part of Christmas, Jesus. If Christmas is a day to celebrate the birth of Jesus, make sure everyone stays focused on the goal. Decorate a jar, or don't, after all you're a caregiver, and have each family member write down a gift they would like to give Jesus. For example, someone may want to give Jesus more of their time. Another family member may want to give Jesus their worries. Take time to talk about the gifts and how each family member will go about giving their gift. Set the jar aside until the next Christmas, when you can read over the gifts and have another conversation about how it felt to give to Jesus. Hack number three, give yourself the gift of self-care. If you haven't already started taking care of yourself, now is a great time to start. Healthy self-care helps us handle stress, and with the extra burden of Christmas stress, you need self-care now more than ever. I'll leave notes in the show notes on particular podcast episodes of self-care hacks that will be of interest to caregivers. Now, if you know a caregiver, here are eight hacks to help them out. Hack number one, buy a caregiver a Christmas tree. Caregivers don't have the time, energy, or money to go tree hunting. Make sure you help them set it up too. Check beforehand in case the doctors have ordered you no know, live trees. If your caregiver is caring for someone who's neutropenic. Hack number two, organize a stocking stuffing. If the caregiver has children, organize a group to buy and stuff stockings for the kids. Deliver them to the caregiver far enough in advance so the caregiver won't worry about doing it themselves. Hack number three, stuff a stocking with things a caregiver could use. Caregivers can always use hand lotion, germ killer, travel sizes of Kleenex, shampoo, and conditioner. Whatever you think might make the caregiver you care about feel loved. Hack number four, bake something healthy for them. Find out if the caregiver, or the one they're caring for, has any health restrictions. And then bake some cookies. Use whole wheat flour instead of white. Use applesauce to replace half the fat. I'll leave a link in the show notes to healthy recipes, along with a link about patients with neutropenia and what they can eat. Hack number five, offer to put up Christmas lights outside the house. If you aren't comfortable climbing ladders, decorate shrubbery or tree trunks. Anything to let the caregiver know you care about their happiness. Hack number six. Gift cards that the caregiver can use or pass on to someone else as a Christmas gift. This will help ease the caregiver's financial stress. Trust me, I wasn't joking about the 50-page hospital bills. Hack number seven. Offer to prepare a holiday meal. Organize a holiday meal with a group of friends for a caregiver and her family. Ask in advance and check for dietary restrictions before you start planning. Their caregiver may have cherished family recipes they'd love to serve, but don't have the time to prepare. And hack number eight, take the kids. Invite a caregiver's children out for sledding, ice skating, or any fun activity. Any caregiver with children will appreciate a few hours of downtime during the holidays especially when regular routines get interrupted by school vacations. If the caregiver you care about celebrates Hanukkah or Kwanzaa instead of Christmas, take the time to find out how you can help them through their special holiday. Pedro still probably holds the record at UCSF, University of California, San Francisco, 11-long cancer ward for the longest stem cell harvest ever. I can't remember how many days he had to return to the hospital for phoresis where they extract the stem cells. But instead of the two or three days they promised, it stretched into weeks. Four days before Christmas, my cell phone rang late in the afternoon. We finally collected enough stem cells. Y'all can go home. The nurse sounded as happy as I felt. I bought tickets and we made it home to decorate the tree before Christmas Day. Without the kindness of family, friends, and strangers, we wouldn't have had a tree, gifts, or the money to get home. It took a village to reunite us and help us celebrate that year. I'll never forget the kindness that turned our Christmas into a season of joy and miracles. Just remember, you can be part of someone's village too. If you know a caregiver or someone who loves a caregiver, I'd really appreciate it if you shared a link to this podcast. And now for a quick review of the three hacks for caregivers and eight hacks for those who love caregivers. Hack number one talk about expectations. Hack number two, focus on the most important part of Christmas. Hack number three, give yourself the gift of self-care. And if you know a caregiver, here are some tips for helping a caregiver out. One, buy a Christmas tree. Two, organize a stocking stuffing. Three, stuff a stocking with things a caregiver could use. Four, bake something healthy for them. Five, Put up Christmas lights or decorations outside the house. Six, give gift cards. Seven, offer to prepare a holiday meal. And eight, take the kids. Come back next week when I'll be interviewing William Daniel about his newly released joke book and how laughter is a form of self-care. Take care of yourselves, my friends. You are worth it. You can find me at selfcarehacks.net. Or check out the show notes for links to my social media accounts. If you enjoyed this podcast, take the time to tell a friend. Together we can build each other up and teach each other how to take better care of ourselves. I'll see you here next Tuesday with more self-care hacks to help you overcome the overwhelm.